Gents, I'm going live a couple of minutes early tonight, sitting here twiddling my thumbs, so what the hell's the point? It's a Monday night, and we're just going to get chilled out and personal with this anyway, and I just uh, welcome you all aboard. Here we are, kicking off a new week. We're doing this from Studio B, because after tonight, we are concluding. It is the finale of the first book of the year. It's five books a year that we do with a book club with very brief uh, breaks in between. And what's going on here? I just saw a little mop of hair just sneaking behind me. I think that's what I saw. Where are you? I don't see anybody. Well, I, I must... Uh, I must have been going nuts. I guess I guess nobody's here. Anyway, so welcome to the show, everybody, and I hope that you have a good night. I hope you had a great weekend. It, what are you doing? I've got a little gremlin running around in my my studio. I guess I'm gonna have. Oh 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 oh! What are you doing awake? I I just. I'll start in my day soon. You're just starting your day soon. Well, well. What do you What do you run run a nightclub? No. Do you work at a nightclub? No. You work at a dance club? No. Okay, so you mean you're ending your day? Uh huh. Okay. So. I, I I go into bed and I just peeked in because Dad tell me to come in here. I said you were more than welcome to come and say goodnight if you wanted to. Because I don't have a guest on tonight, so you can come say hi, and there you go. So you're gonna go. You're gonna go get yourself all ready for bed. Uh huh. Okay. Well, I hope you have a good day tomorrow. Tell everybody what you tell us. Tell everybody something before you leave. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You want Daddy to sing you a song? Well, you're gonna sing them a song? No, no, you. I don't have a song to sing like, them. Like, like, drive on the bus. The, the the wheels on the bus go round and round, round and round, round and round. Is that what you wanted to hear? Uh-huh. Okay, is that good enough? Uh-huh. All right. But, well, but, no, 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 tell everybody no. you see them tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, not enough. That is enough. No, we're not. The baby on the bus goes, wah, 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 wah. Okay, baby. Say I'll see. Say I'll see you guys tomorrow. You too. See you tomorrow. Oh, I'm seeing in here. No, that's not what you did to do. <laughs> okay. Say I'll I'll see you in the morning. We'll have some coffee together. Okay. Say I'll see you for coffee time. See you for coffee time. All right. Go tell go tell mommy you're ready for that nice 
that nice bath or whatever you're doing. Thank you for visiting. Okay, I'll see you in a little bit. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye. It's time for you to go. Yeah, you got to go. Go ahead. All right, so this is happening now. Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, Rora. Rora, go. No. Rora, mommy's waiting for you. There you go. There she is. Rora, go. Rora, go. Rora, Aurora, go, or you can't, or you can't say hi anymore. Go. All right, there you have it. See, that's it. You just, you know, just gotta be straight with them. Oh, you ain't saying hi anymore. What are we doing tonight? Well, tonight it's just gonna be a little bit of um, it's a night of reverie. Looking back. Yesterday was 18 years since the first broadcast we ever did. When I say we, I mean me, my brother, uh, my best friend Mike, me, Aunt, and Mike. First broadcast we did that started all this. And I wanted to, um, I'll be doing something very, very in-depth and well-produced for 20, for the 20-year anniversary, two years from now. But Jan uh, the February 18th, 2006, that's what started it all off, and I want to talk a little bit about that tonight because it just really hit me. You know, last year was the, the 17th year. The year before that was 16, 15, 14. And, you know, I, I, don't, I don't really acknowledge this every year whenever the, the 18th of February rolls around, but suddenly it just really hit me yesterday. And I went into a lot of the archives. I have some stuff to show you tonight. I have some pictures to show you, some, some videos to show you. Um, more to sprinkle in on Friday night when Matt is around because some of these songs I know that uh, I know they're they're gonna crack him up, but um, you know I just wanted to talk about life, the good old days, you know, your good old days, the good old days that we're still experiencing right now. I need to be able to get some perspective on, but man, I'll tell you, time is an mf. Time is an MF. The things that are on tape, the things that I have, I mean, I could talk about it forever. And tonight, that's what we're going to do. Uh, I got a, I got some some other things to, to just throw out there for the opening. But after that, I just want to get personal with you guys and see what the hell's going on and then end the show with some good thoughts before we go and wrap up Lucifer's Hammer. That's the finale of Book Club tonight. And I got to say, ladies and gentlemen, it is the biggest driving factor to become a sponsor. Just get in on these sessions. Audiobook, fine. Don't want to read the book, but you just want to hear how everybody else is talking about it, fine. I'm actually okay with that these days because there's been quite a few people who have done that who are you know are driven to the point at the eventually toward the end they're like, I can't do this anymore. It looks like everybody's having too much fun and they actually start reading. So however you get to the party, get to the party. Read books. We do five of them a year together. Okay? And um and yeah, there you have it. All right, thank you to my sponsor, BlueMonsterPrep.com. I also have a really big thing to announce today. If you go to the, um, if you go to the the coffee, the coffee section on the website and the sponsor us page and and the banner below, there is now set up on the coffee page. There is the page for the coffee, the actual beans, and then there's a page for the mugs. 
the mugs are now available for purchase so go ahead and check them out i'm telling you it is a mug that is going to be with you unless you like drop it you drop it on a uh on a on a concrete driveway or something like that you're gonna have an issue but this is so sturdy you're gonna you're gonna have it for a very very long time unless you go and smash it you're gonna have it for the rest of your life that's right that's right so go check that out and we're going to be talking a little bit uh there's going to be a little bit of a q a you know a lot of you guys and gals don't know like uh the origin stories and all that stuff so you can call in and ask questions about how it all began things that happened along the way anything that you might have, have ever been curious about from the zaralza days Still broadcasting from Zadalza Studios. What's Zadalza? I'll even tell you that in a couple of minutes. Yes, indeed. Uh, is anybody getting uh, any of Donald Trump's new sneakers? I heard that he has like $400 sneakers that he's selling. And everybody's freaking out because they think that that's, he's going to raise enough money to actually pay off his legal fees or whatever. They look like they're gold. Trump sneakers. From steak to sneakers, he does it all. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? And then on the other hand, you have Hillary Clinton going around saying that Trump's a wannabe dictator. Yeah, wannabe dictator. Why wannabe? Because the dictators who are in power, sir, in power already, the bipartisan gaggle of dictators who are in power aren't letting Trump, aren't allowing Trump to, to function on their country club. In their country club. He, that's why he's a wannabe dictator to Hillary Clinton, one of the heads of the Hydra. No, he's a wannabe. Why? Because he wants to be us. Anyway, she said that he's going to pull the U.S. out of NATO, which please don't tease me. Don't tease me, Hill. You're getting me all happy. Now he's going to militarize American law enforcement. I remember when Barack Obama said that he wanted a civilian police force he wanted essentially the red guard he wanted a civilian police force to build up um you know to, to to almost like rival if not overtake what local county state police used to be i remember him talking about that stuff but i don't know exactly what militarized american law enforcement is all about um it's been militarized a very long time and I think people would actually just like normal enforcement of law, normal unbiased enforcement and application of the law. That would be wonderful, you know. But of course, that is all. That's all wannabe dictatorship stuff. So you got to watch out with what you ask for. Um, this is something I'm going to be talking about with Jay Gulanella, who is coming in this Thursday, on the 22nd. We've got some great guests coming on this week. Tomorrow night I'm going to be from I'm going to be at the studio, but it'll be a short show because there's a lot of things that have to be done at the studio, uh, with the band and also some other things I have to put together for Studio A. But on Wednesday, Raw Egg Nationalist is coming back. Going to talk about this Pulp Fiction contest that he put out there, uh, some of his new published works. I want to talk with him about, and I want to talk about you know use that as a launch pad of discussing concepts of true cultural revival projects how do you revive the culture or, or how do we continue to revive the culture we know in essence what it would be like and it's really just going to take the creatives out there to go and pursue the stories they want to tell the music they want to create the movies they want to produce all of that stuff 
And then it's also very much up to people like those of you in this audience to invest in all of that, to go and download and watch the movies, to uh, to support uh, broadcasts like this one that you love. Um, it, it, no matter how little it is every month, it is that crowd-sourced media revolution, cultural revival. That's where it all comes from. It comes from little people who are aware of what the world is, what the world should be, and are willing to do that uh, with their feet and with their wallets. But in the meantime, there also has to be people who are willing to go out there and put the effort in to create something worth investing in. So I want to talk about that with Raw Egg Nationalist. And then on Thursday, February 22nd, for the first time since we diagnosed George Washington on his deathbed, Jay Gulanello is back, and we are going to... Um, oh, God, there's so much. There's so much to talk to him about. The headlines, the health headlines are nuts. Nuts. And this is one of those things over here that I have over in front of me now that is truly um, popping up all over the place. Have you been reading these headlines? This is from the Intelligencer, uh, nymag.com. A empty Adderall. So they're talking about Ritalin and Adderall, all of these ADHD medications that are just the stockpiles are driving up, are drying up, and nobody has their medication for their ADHD and stuff like that. This is the this is the first thing. Headline: A drug maker's feud with the DEA is exacerbating the ADHD meds crisis. Did you know that there was a meds crisis at a rate of six hundred million million missing doses a year? So, I mean, there is a, a lot to be done on this one. And I guess I'll give you guys 48 hours to get in touch with me if you have any inside information on this or if you've been affected in some way. But the uh, the Adderall Ritalin shortages, I mean, that has been very, very specifically reported on. So, you know, that's uh, just another little tidbit of information that shows you how how incredibly dependent we are just to, to, to function what would, what someone would call normally. And here's the other thing. The last thing I'll leave you with. Burnout detector reveals, this is from Study Finds, burnout detector reveals which people will likely hit the wall. Burnout affects millions of people worldwide. The condition marked by extreme mental and physical exhaustion linked to the workplace builds up over time, but there is a way. Is there a way to prevent it? Researchers at the Norwegian University of Science and Technology are developing a tool to identify people who are at risk of burning out before they hit that proverbial wall. Burnout is characterized by symptoms such as mental fatigue, lack of enthusiasm for work, difficulty concentrating, uncharacteristic overreactions in the workplace. The condition not only affects the individual's health, leading to issues like cardiovascular disease, musculoskeletal pain, sleep disturbances, and depression, but it also impacts organizational productivity through increased absenteeism and loss of skilled workers. Now, I would love to just throw this out to the audience when I saw this because, I, hey, uh, it's not your, you're not, um, you're not a pussy if you feel like you are getting driven to the brink right now um, and, and not, not of like hurting yourself or anything like that. But if you feel that burnout, I would love to hear from you about that. 
especially if it comes to if it if it comes to work that you love because I love doing what I do but there are some days there are sometimes days strung together where it is an extreme struggle an extreme struggle to to bring myself to even a uh a, a decent level of satisfaction with with what I have you know uh you know getting ready to present to you guys and gals and there's just always so much more that's piled on top of it because if it was just a show and you know you have you have a giant machine behind you that's that's working flawlessly without your input that's something else but if you're out there and you feel like you are beating back the tide or trying to that you are spinning 15,000 plates I want to hear from you tonight too because I think that this is all going to be a little bit uh based in what we're doing on the show tonight because the story of Zaralza, Zaralza, New York, and eventually, quite frankly, is really one of perseverance, perseverance in pursuing something that, uh, you know, for a long time didn't really know where the hell it was ever really intended to go, what we were doing, who the hell's ever going to watch, is there ever going to be an audience is there ever going to be a societal shift that wants, you know, do we need to get on, on, on AM FM? Do we have to hedge our bets for a satellite, satellite radio contract one day? Like what, what is it all about? And all the times we almost gave up, at least almost gave up heart because no matter how down in the dumps we were about having to pay the bills and not knowing where to get the money from and wanting to keep the studio open and keeping going and, and creating, 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 but not really being able to make money. Man, but every once in a while when you feel there is that other thing, when you feel like you're going to just give up, that could be the day before you break through, which is why you got to keep going. That's it. And I've got a store, one story in, in particular like that too. It's in the same category. We have to do it all. We'll do it tonight. I just want to talk about life. That's really it. We'll find something else to do tomorrow. I have a great idea for a topic. I cannot wait. I'll, I'm going to need about a week to build it up with you guys though. So I'm going to write that thread tomorrow, and I'm going to start promoting it, and um, plenty of other things that are going to be happening this week. There'll be no shortage of things to talk about. A lot of um, a lot of craziness out there. We could bring a little bit of that, of that of that into the conversation tonight, but who needs it? It'll be waiting for us in the morning. You know, you want to talk about the uh, the five hundred dollar Trump sneakers? You want to talk about Stephen Colbert wetting his huggies on on air for everybody last week? I. I don't know. I don't know. We're just going to we're going to take the fork in the road tonight. Thank you so much for being here. Ladies and gentlemen, you can contribute to the show by sending a super chat to quite frankly superchat.com. There's the Rumble Rants, there's the Gold Pills, there's the Rockfin Tips. I'll get around to all of them. Going to be taking your calls too because I just want to chill out. And a big part of tonight is a little bit of a Q&A, AMA, ask me any kind anything kind of a thing. We don't do that often. And um and because it's a very significant anniversary, before an even larger anniversary two years from now, I just want to talk a little bit about personal and show history. So there you have it. We will be right back. Don't go anywhere. One ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. 
Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? Let's run! Tonight. So, ladies and gentlemen, what are we going to be doing? Going to talk, chilling out. Welcome to the show. Now, this all goes back a long, long time. I ain't got many friends left to talk to. Nowhere to run to when I'm in trouble. <laughs> Although, I do have this room and this microphone. And I, uh, I'd like to, you know, see what rings a bell with you. What chimes with you, ladies and gents? There's so many things. Oh, the other thing I forgot about with this this week, not only do we have Raw Egg Nationalist coming on on the 21st, and then Jay Gulanello on the 22nd, and then Matt on the 23rd, but Matt comes back to the studio on Saturday the 24th when he and Anthony and myself, we, we do a little bit of filming with John Ward, who's coming up to uh, the studio. And then Saturday night, we'll be having a, a little bit of a special broadcast. We'll just broadcast for an hour. Who the hell knows? But it'll be a nice little uh, nice little week. That's what we have going on. All right. So how the hell you been? What's your weekend like? Mine was all right. It really was. Uh, Lauren and I, I told you, we've been creeping through all of the Fast and Furious uh, the, the, the movies. And we had just something hit me couple of weeks ago and i said you know you want to watch fast and furious with me i haven't seen this in so long i just want to be immersed in like that 2001 high school i want to look at everybody's hair i want to i want to just i just want to remember shit and because there's so many damn films now we're still going and we we just watched number eight over the weekend around six it's over at six I would really recommend watching these films, especially if your your buddies want to get together and you just want to have a laugh because they're just like the, the eye rolls are so hard, but they're just comforting for some reason. These movies are comforting for some reason. Six is when you it, it just jumps the shark so bad because there's so, only so much you can do with these these characters. They're street racers. And now they are literally like a special ops team. They're getting strapped and they're just, you know, and then the rock is in everything. And he is literally covered in head to toe with baby oil. And I guess it's supposed to be sweat, bulging, bulging arms, baby oil all over the place. It's I don't know what the hell that but I, it's just something that they do. 
He is jumping off of one highway down to a lower highway, just jumping, just halo dropping onto another car. It is ridiculous. I sit there with my mouth open, covering my mouth, because my, my it's just nuts. Number seven is a lot. I, I really also wanted to see where Paul Walker's character jumps off because he died in the middle of filming one of them, and it happened to be number seven, which happened to be the most ridiculous one out of all of them at that point where they're jumping from skyscraper to skyscraper in a damn car. Why am I telling you this? I don't know. I don't know. It's just it's just one of those things. We're at we're on number eight now. I gotta watch uh like there's nine and ten and then this Hobbs and Shaw thing. But uh, if anybody out there is a, a fan of those movies, then you know they're, they're they're just hilarious. They are very very hilarious. And I guess the reason why I was thinking about that and thinking about tonight is because these are the types of movies that movies that me, Anthony, and Mike would sit down and just watch with the audience. On a Tuesday or a Thursday night, you know, we would split it up. If it's a longer movie, we'd split it up along, along uh, longer ways, uh, uh, you know, longer uh, stretches of episodes. Do like half hour, 45 minutes a night. But um, it all really started with a Vin Diesel movie. You're right. Now, our first broadcast was in 2006, February 18th, 2006. But Zadalza, which is what we went by, the name was the Zadalza radio show. I'm like, what the hell is Zadalza? Everybody we told it to, they're like, you know, you got you need a different name. We can't pronounce this. What the hell is it even? And, you know, we don't really, we, we still don't really care too much about the marketing. It's almost like we wanted to see how far the inside joke could go and how many people will come along for the ride. And it was Zadalza, new, it was Zadalza uh, radio show at first. And what is Zadalza? Well, it's another Vin Diesel movie. In another Vin Diesel movie, Triple uh, X. In Triple X, which is another like kind of action thriller, you know, international crime and some guy trying to bust it up. I actually even forget about it. In the beginning, uh, you know, Mike came around. It's probably around 2003, 2004. And Mike kept saying Zaralza, Zaralza, Zaralza. Like he, he's like putting a little bit of an Italian twang to it you know so what are you saying he says it it means i see him in russian i said you in russian you speak russian now he goes it means i see him okay so where's where it because it's, it's from triple x we're gonna watch it so we went we we put triple x on and here's the here's the point right over here this is the point triple x you're gonna see the russian bad guy he sees this secret agent that's about to infiltrate his club, the club that has Rammstein playing, performing in there, that um, the, the firefight song. Now watch this. Now, the, okay, this guy right here, he's going to look down, and the subtitle, which is not there, he's going to say something that sounds like Zaralza, but it's going to say, I see him underneath. So Mike just kept saying it over and over again. Zaralza. That's the first time he ever heard it. Zaraza. So we said, okay, Zaralza. Z-E-D-A-L-Z-A. So it just became something that Mike refused to stop saying, and it just got forced, forced into the little culture of the uh of the amigos. And um, and then finally, when we had the opportunity to go and turn this into a radio show, my my friend Megan got in touch with me at the Manhattanville 
WMVL 88.1 radio station said, hey, listen, we have a 1 o'clock a.m. slot Saturday morning, Friday night that nobody wants. Do you and, and do you want it? So I asked, I asked Anthony and Mike, I said, yeah, what do you guys want to do? We're usually not doing anything on a Friday night. Let's, let's go take this slot. Because up to that point, Zadalza, we said, okay, well, let's turn this into a clothing line. It sounds like it could be a, co- a cool clothing line, you know? Zadalza. And we were, so, we were so slick that, you know, that was Zadalza. And then for the, the women's line, we wanted it to be, you know, men's and women's, his and hers. For the women's line, it was going to be Vajalza. It was so clever. It was so clever, I know. And we, we, so finally in 2006, my friend Megan offers us up. It's okay, let's do it. Zaralza radio show. So we took this slot, the Zaralza radio show. And the first night, there we are on the first night that we did it. That's uh, February 2006. It's Mike on the right, Anthony in the middle, me on the left. Now, over my shoulder in that other room, that is the actual broadcast room. That's Anthony and Mike out in the waiting room. We had snaked mics out there. We split mics so that we can get the other room involved because it was a, that's me and my friend Dom. We have a, uh, it's a very, very small room in there, and there's no way I would be able to keep three people in there. No way. So we, we brought in our own little Y splitters, and I made sure that we were able to get it out to the other room. And we had a, a really, really great time to the point where we loved it so much we needed to bring it home. We loved it so much that we needed to bring it home and we didn't know where the hell, where the hell it was all going to, uh, it was all going to go, but we had to start cobbling some stuff together. And I, I was looking at this and I said, all right, how do we bring this home and by, by May when this is all over? First of all, we want a we want a really nice award. We want an award over there for best, most original setup. And we were doing things and and you know pulling drunk freshmen in from Spelman Hall, you know just pulling drunk freshmen in to, to you know for on the spot because we're right there. The, the radio station's right in the middle of the dorm, so we're just you know interviewing people as they're walking by and all that. Uh, I remember we gave away. Um, we gave away free like azo cranberry urinary tract infection caps. <laughs> we wanted to give everybody away cranberry UTI caps, just in case anybody out there had a UTI. It's the only thing that we can give away. Um, so that's it. Those are some of the things that we were doing. Now, I can't sh- let you listen to a lot of the stuff that we did. There's a reason why that you guys found me when you did. And I think God was protecting me. I really do. There's there's a there's a lot of things that are just you can't hear. I was listening to a lot of it today. You can't hear it, but I'm going to continue now. I've actually put it in my schedule to start scanning through these things, the years and years worth of of material to see just exactly what I can bring to the table and bring you guys in. So that's uh, that's us in February of 2006. That's it, and then by May, see this. This is. This is um, September 12, 2006. This is Anthony. This is Anthony's room. So Anthony and Mike sitting in their room. I'm one room over, and we are connecting both rooms by all that. When I say we Frankenstein these computers together, it is horrendous, but we made it work. 
and I'm going to find some clips of the the quality of broadcast that we were doing in 2006, 2007, 2008, where the the computers literally could not process the audio fast enough. It, everything sounded like it was being pitch shifted all over the place. It was horrible, but it, it just it's all we had. All we had. And Mike, um, you know, Mike and Anthony were really were really big on making this all work. There's Anthony and Mike reviewing the the formats that we had put together for that night. You can see the that the mixer over Anthony's right shoulder. Oh, there's a lot going on here. There's so much fun stuff. Then what's this? Oh, there's there's me in my room. There's another shot. Now this one, I think. This is shortly after me and Lauren broke up in 2006. So I think I was a little distracted, but it was a good night. Other than that, you think about it, I'm trying to wonder, I, I wonder what kind of, what the, the summer night smelled like coming through that window. My gosh. Look at that webcam too. Look at that webcam. Look at that webcam. That little thing right there. Now, what was that all about? We, at this point, in 2006, there was no video. We didn't discover video until 2007. Some of you already heard this story. It was June 7th, 2007. We went down to Washington Square Park. It was a... I heard that Pilled is, is, uh, is down. I'm just not going to jump off of it tonight. I'm not going to put up with that. Um, so the uh, So what we had is... We went to Washington Square Park and we saw the guys that from what was going to be Twitch one day, Justin TV walking around with this huge 75 pound book bag on their back and like the laptops and wireless cards and this web camera in their head. So we got to find a way to do this. It was very hard to do it without, you know, the, there was live streaming sites back then in 2006, seven or whatever, but you had to, it was just whatever kind of audio you were getting was coming from the webcam. So it was very hard for us to marry processed, you know, produced audio with a webcam feed. Very hard to do it. So we were running a separate webcam feed, and then we were just running our uh, our live audio to live365.com, where that's where most people listen. And when I say most people, I mean three. Then one of them might have been our mother. So it was just a lot of experimenting, but it was a lot of fun. And we felt like we were on something. And you know what the crazy thing is? That was June 7th, 2007. By June 7th, 2008, we had already met people like King. There we are. That was the first night we got together. We all met up in New York City. That's at the, that's at the Canal Room. Our buddies club, it's not there anymore. We had our first, we had our first Zadals in New York meetup in Times Square. We all went to go eat at the Hard Rock Cafe. And then we went down to the canal room for some drinks and dancing. The night of fancy and luxury. And that's when we met uh that's when we met King. Now, at this point, we were like, um people were still wanting, like, you know, well, so what are you gonna do now? You have this video aspect in it, it's not radio. So what are you gonna call it? Well, we had this is this this thing, we wanted Zaralza to be actually a string, a string of nightclubs, nightclubs slash hookah bar slash broadcast locations. 
where they were pretty much like radio stations, but they were behind these really thick plate glass and they were in the club and there was, you know, room for live musicians, acoustic acts, DJs, whatever the hell it is. But everybody's just in these tables. There's multiple levels. Uh, the tables are interactive, so you can send, you can, this is before, you know, it was like um, social media and poking and all that. You remember poking? Does anybody get poked on Facebook anymore? Haven't been on Facebook in a very long time. Um, we had this idea of having all of the tables be connected to all the tables so you can send people drinks. You could do nice things for people in the, in the, um, in the in the uh, the club and all that stuff and be interactive. All the hookahs are out and everybody's doing their thing. And because we wanted this to be a worldwide chain, we had just watched The Secret. Okay, we just watched The Secret. We were big on the law of attraction. We wanted something. We wanted big, big. And I still want to go big. Still, still, I got great ideas. And this is still very a nice idea to to me to think back on. I would love to have a live venue slash hookah bar slash broadcast aspect to it. I love it. I love the idea. And um, and and at this point, we said, well, we want this to be in New York. We want this to be in uh, almost like hard rock, you know, in London, in Tokyo, Zadalza, Rome, whatever. But since we were in New York, we were Zadalza, New York. This was going to be the the head location of what our nightclub broadcast live live venue hookah bar chain was going to be all about right here Zadal's in New York. So Zadal's in New York was going to be our flagship show. And that's how that happened. But around 2016, 2017, around there, right after video came in, we went to my father's Christmas party and he, he said, Hey, you know, you have to come meet this guy. He said, I don't know why you got to meet him, but you got to, you got to come meet him. He's my, he's my friend's roommate. He's this, he's this really interesting Russian guy. He just came here from the U.S. And I said, does he speak Russian? He goes, yeah, yeah, I think so. He's got the accent. So I said, let me, let, please, let me talk to him. So I went over to this guy. I don't know who the hell he is. I, I don't remember his name, but it was a, a day that will live in infamy. Although I guess the information I got from him, I could have gotten from anybody. So we're talking a little bit. I said, let me ask you something. Do you speak Russian? And uh, he said, uh, yes, yes, I do. And I said, well, tell me, what does the word or anything sounding like Zaralza mean? He said, well, there's no Zaralza, but there is Zaraza, Zaraza, like a rolled R, Zaraza, Zaraza. I said, that's it. I didn't know that. That's exactly it. What does that mean? Because at this point, it meant we were using it to mean anything. It was hello. It was goodbye. It was, what do you mean? I have diabetes. You know, it does, it, it, it meant anything. And he said, well, it kind of means like a, you know, a, a, a disease or a plague. I said, oh, oh, this is, that's awesome. This is great. Um, I said, well, hell, shit. That, thank you so much. That's actually kind of cool. And it also made sense thinking back to the Triple the, the X video, the Triple X, uh, that sounds bad, the Triple X movie. That doesn't sound any better. The Vin Diesel movie, when the bad guy at the club is looking down at the secret agent of trying to infiltrate his 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 spot there, and he looks down at the cop event, uh, essentially and said, "Zaralza, you uh, or this look at this plague, this disease, this vermin coming into my club," you know, made total sense. I said, "Well, we got to spread like a disease now. That's that's kind of like what our mandate is." And you know, we did uh we stuck around. 
we were we were if we were any kind of a disease, we were hard to treat. I don't know how how we um how big the spread was, but we we definitely stuck around. Anyway, in two thousand nine, the bedrooms were just getting a little bit too much. Oh, there's so much. I I, I got to play this I'll, just a little bit of this. So in this is our final show. Where the hell is it? I got to let me throw it up on here. I was going to use this for some of the night. Maybe I'll just I'll I'll bounce around a little bit. Wait a second. No, hold on. Let me get rid of that. And I'll go into No. Let me see. Okay, yeah. That's right. Take a listen to this. This is the final show. Final show from the bedroom, and let me see here. There we go. What did I want to show you? Okay, listen to this. Good evening, and go fuck yourself. It is Thursday, July the 9th of the year 2009 of the Common Era. My name is Spank. And I'm Snap. And I'm anxious. And am I we have officially made a mountain out of the shittiest, most pointless, aimless, useless molehill on the planet Earth. Now you, you know that's a that's a little bit of an understatement there, because really, like I said, I, I what I wanted to get to is there's a couple of different people in here, including King, that I want to get to. Um, but this was the last night at the in the studio, in our bedrooms. Um, I can't wait to see what's going to go on in the new studio. Now that's my aunt. Hold on. That red Sox. The, there's there's King. The empty the the silent Fenway Park there with the way we thought to be good now. Sorry, you get knocked out by the rays. Oh, hey, it's my dad. I'm on the air. Where are you? Where are you? I'm in Austin. It's amazing. It's a, it really is amazing how far you've come. You should feel so good. That studio is so gorgeous. I want to be there all the time. I want to stay there. You, you want to just stay there. I think all of you people out there in the listening audience, I think that's that too. This is a unique opportunity. This does not happen for the majority. For 99.9% of parents and children, and then when they become friends, well, after all that parent-children bullshit should be put to the side, that this show has been that amazing pig. And I'll tell you, the times when we were not talking, it was the, the stories you told, I never knew. There were pieces of your life I regained in some respect. You're on the threshold of a lot more with this show. And I'm feeling very, I don't know why, I'm feeling very ball in my throat right now. Me too. I'm going to miss you guys. I know you are. We're gonna miss you too. Now, now, my mom. Okay, so now here, now here's the, here's the kicker, ladies and gentlemen. Now, my mom, obviously, we're doing this from home. Okay, I just I just graduated college. Anthony is a couple years younger than I am, so we're doing this show from home. Everything, everything, and I'm gonna get into the the 2000 the 2009 the 2009 studio for uh, in a little bit. But everything was was at home. I mean, we would start sometimes we wouldn't start our broadcast because we're used to going live at one in the morning at my college. We said, all right, well, we're not going to do one in the morning at home. So let's give ourselves a break. Let's start at 11. 
we we started out doing 11 to 1 a.m. from home from our our uh, uh, our bedrooms on Tuesday and Thursday nights. Those were our nights, and I mean, I, I just remember those nights. Mike would come over around nine. We just wait around for a couple of hours to start talking. Eventually, it went from nine to eleven. And I think it stayed 9 to 11 for a while. I think that's what it was. Because then I think it was 8 to 10, then 9 to 11, and then we just kept it around there. But everything was... I want you to listen to a couple of this. A couple of these things. Here are some of the things that we would actually record at home. You want to hear the first skit that we made? This is the first skit that we made for February 18th, 2006. It's a skit about the Titanic. It was me, Anthony, and Mike... Mike is Captain Smith, and the Titanic has just hit an iceberg. And Anthony, I guess he's the guy who's up in the crow's nest. He came to find me, and uh, and he said, I have to go tell Captain Smith we just hit an iceberg. But the thing is that Captain Smith is completely, he's, he's out of it, and he has no interest in addressing the catastrophe at hand. He's only interested in dancing, dancing to music. He, was, he, had, he, was, he, was, he liked listening to trance. Take a listen to this. Oh, hell! We just hit an iceberg! Messenger! Messenger! Yes, yes, sir. Call the Captain Smith! What, what's the Captain Smith gonna do? We Call need... Captain Smythe! We need... <laughs> He's Smythe all of a sudden. We need help! We need help! He's not gonna do anything! We need to get to the light bulb! Just right? get him! Okay, okay. So weird. I gotta find him. Who's Captain? These quarters were down here. Oh, this cold water is making my balls shrink. My little British balls are shrinking into my throat. Oh, here's his, here's his, here's his door. What the hell? Is, what is that sound? It's uh, Captain Smith. Uh, Come in, my boy. What is this? Come in. It's music. Sir, sir, we have to stop listening to the music. They call it trance. Sir, sir, we have to get the people to the lifeboats. No, no, heavy my glow sticks, my boy. Enjoy yourself. Sir, what a glow sticks. <laughs> heavy my glow sticks, my boy. Enjoy yourself. So we have to get people to lifeboats. Don't worry about them. Sir, okay, everything Think about to... the music. Sir, please. The music. Feel the music. Die! Feel the music. Yeah, yeah. Feel the music. <laughs> Dance, dance, dance. And the Titanic danced all night. Oh. And then they died. My gosh. Oh my gosh. There's so much. Oh, I love that. And, 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 and pitch shifting voices down. It makes everything funny. Here is a. Here's my brother getting caught. Record. Well, he's not getting caught. My mother came up to his bedroom to knock on his door to tell him that he had a phone call. But my brother was in his closet recording vocals because this was the first vocal recording booth that we had outside of the fact that this was where we did all of our shows. So we were constantly upstairs doing late night radio and writing and recording and in some some cases performing musically because we were also these were some of the first music streams that we were actually able to do up there. My electronic drums kit was in my my bedroom and we 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 fed that right into the thing as well so here's my brother recording something and my my mother's trying to get his attention and she scares the shit out of him and you can hear him like like hit his uh hit his palm like he like punched his palm in in frustration because he hates when he gets scared 
Take a listen to this. This is the regular. Hold on. Oh. Hold on. You got to hear it again. I put the uh, the music up. I uh, put the volume up a little bit more. Something. It sounds like Rupert Pupkin. <laughs> Ma! <laughs> Wait, one more time. One more time. And my mom's right. What's she supposed to do? What is she supposed to do without scaring him? She has to get his attention somehow. She's 100% right. Anthony. Anthony. Whoa. Oh! Oh! You ass. You're a complete ass. Why did you have to scare me like that? <laughs> I've been calling you. You're in the fucking closet. How am I supposed to? Yes, I know. I'm doing yeah. something. Yeah, like my mom was like creeping around trying to scare Anthony. Like, <laughs> why'd you have to do that? I'm doing something. But wait. So, of course, Anthony was recording this stuff. So he said, Mike, Anthony, Mike, Frank, you have to hear this. He knew that he had gold on, on, on tape, so he had to show us. And we said, Slow that down. Slow it, you know, because the only thing that we could do. We only had so many tricks up our sleeve back then. So when we heard something funny, we recorded it. And then to make it funnier, we said, hey, pitch the pitch the shift down. Make it low. So here it is now with them slowed down. It's not so much, you know, whatever, but they kind of sound a little drunk. And this is hilarious. Oh! Oh! You ass! You complete ass! Why did you have to scare me like that? Who I've been that? calling you! You're in the fucking closet! <laughs> yes, I know! I'm doing what? something! What am I supposed to do not to scare you? I called Hello? your name! <laughs> it's true! <laughs> No. Oh my gosh. Oh, there's so much. Oh, here's one for here's one more for you. <laughs> and then we'll get to the second one. All right, here we go. Uh here's the second one. Now this this is uh Anthony. Now, now they use the, the Alfred Hitchcock the Alfred Hitchcock uh whatchamacallit, the theme song. And I was in my room. I was at my computer and all that stuff, and Anthony and Mike was in Anthony's room, and they were just recording skits. But the thing is that I had the the headset and the microphone was still near me, so I can hear everything that they're doing, and my thing just happened to be on. So when I heard them doing this, you'll hear at the end, I'll chime in, I'll say, this skit sucks, this skit sucks. And then they just turn it around on me, and it, and it ended up being my, one of my favorite things that we've ever recorded. Um, take a listen to this. Welcome, everybody. I'm the Hitchcock and the Birds. In color. Yeah. The Birds. The Birds. They tickle your face. They tickle your face. Oh! You have to listen closely. 
<laughs> because the birds and, the, and listen to what Mike is saying. They'll tickle your ass cheeks, things like that. They're, these are the most ridiculous, odd, surreal, and sometimes profane things you'll ever hear in your fucking life. Like I'm saying, this show would not have been for many of you, but it, it, this was this is heaven to me. Just listen to the little things. Color. Yeah. The birds It like ends like uh like the Grinch. This skit sucks. This skit sucks. <laughs> Frank's a horrible skit master. What the <laughs> oh my gosh. That bit that ending. I love the mind your business, Frank. Oh, I I have some other things to show you on Friday night. But that, that Matt is gonna go nuts for. But listen, I just have to hear that ending again. Very strong, very strong at the end. Very nice. I like. I really like the ending of that. It always just like is. That's like lightning in a bottle for for guys like us. Um, here here's an odd little. Uh, here's another little odd thing where Mike and Anthony are just like you know what, just put the shift down, uh, pitch the shift down, or shift the pitch down. And let's just it's weird. This one uh, this one is called kill me, kill me. Now, I, I always thought that this was funny. It's like 44 seconds. I always thought this one was funny because it's just a conversation between two guys that gets so frantic so quick where they say hello to each other and everything's fine, but it doesn't take long before Mike's character uh, reveals that he has like a he has a really horrible life. <laughs> and everybody's just trying to hurt him. Here, listen to this. Oh, hey, what's going on, man? Hey, how's it going, bro? What are you doing up to, man? Oh, yeah, I'm just chilling. You know, everything's pretty good, yeah, man. You know, fucking like people are just gonna hate me. People don't understand me, man. Everybody's trying to kill me. Fucking kill me. I will kill you. If I hold your pocket. I will hold my pocket. Dude, you did not pop out. You said you have a hole. I didn't say your shit popped out. I didn't say your shit popped out. Right, so how, how, how I know everything's pretty good. You know everybody's trying to hit me. You know people kill me and everything. You know? <laughs> everything's pretty good. You know everybody's trying to hit me and what? Like what is this? Who? When I hear this shit, I think about who this character is. I want to know what the character looks like, and I want to follow them around for a day where they're just walking around, and people who they may not even know are just drawn to they. They have they just wanted to like take their bags and. And hit this person for some reason. I 
I don't know the characters that they always created. I always wanted to see them. I know everything's pretty good. You know, everybody's trying to hit me. You know, kill me. Everybody's trying to kill me. Everybody's trying to kill me. Yeah. So there's um there's that. But then you know, 2009 rolls around, and we said we've got to get our own space. We need to be able to have a legit space. We want to be able to record our music. We want to be able to bring in our guests. We wouldn't want to be able to bring in guests and not have to introduce them to our mother first. You know, uh, hey, mom, this is who's on the get. You know, so we weren't even like bringing anybody outside of who we know, friends, family inside, because it's just, you know, it's a private residence. So in 2009, I went and I, these are things that you don't go to college for. I went and I, I found this place. I was actually looking around for a couple of spaces, but they were so incredibly expensive incredibly expensive i had a real estate agent that i was working with and everything we were trying to find a uh, a place to to get this show on the road and start building things out and finally i met up with my buddy lee and uh he had joined the gym that i was working at i was studying for my nasm uh certification and he came into the the the, the gym he was taking a tour of the gym i said dude i haven't seen you along i i knew him from from uh from elementary school he said, what are you doing? He said, I'm doing, you know, graphic design, marketing, and all that stuff. You should come by and see our space. You know, our, our offices are over there in, uh, you know, in our town and stuff. And I said, sure, man. I got this, you know, this radio show. I'd love to talk to you guys and tell you what we're up to. He said, fine, come by. We went over there. I went over there. Right across the hall is this open space. I said, this is really open. Can, can I talk to somebody? They placed, they, they, they ran the place like a, like a slum, to be honest. But it made it really easy for me to get in there and start acquiring more and more space. We would add on a closet. We added on a whole other. We made like three expansions in there. I had all this space and they gave it to us for $900 flat for like five years. No, three years. And then it graduated up to like a uh, $1,000 a month. And it was uh, it was incredible. And the, the, the building was pretty dumpy, but we turned it into a gem of a place, a gem. And I have some uh, I have some things for you over here. So here's the uh, this is the the way that we first found it. This is what was going to be the broadcast room. We've just found this like that. I was like, can we use this desk? No, nah, no, we can't use that desk. Uh, this was the other thing that the, all these walls came down, so we can definitely work with something over here. This was the day that we had this wall was taken down. We combined this room. This was the broadcast room. We had the the, the track lighting in there. Oh, man, I loved it. I still remember taking that picture. I still remember thinking, wow, we're just getting started. We are just getting started. Then it started turning into this little by little. I've got a video over here of my father painting the studio. Take a look at this. Look at this. Mike did an incredible job in here. Putting the stuff on the floors. Putting the paper down. Because my father's coming in to paint this place very soon. So, um, the fl new flooring is underneath all this paper shit. Um, this is the broadcast room, everybody. This is not Zen Sounds. This is the broadcast room. And, you know, we're one step closer. We should be here within the next couple of weeks. That's my buddy Lee. He's Peruvian, so he, he eats a lot of hen and rice. 
What do I have to say? Take a look at me. All I want is a bottle of Jack Daniels and six semi-hard nectarines in my life. God forbid, that thing fell, I'd kill myself. The first touch of color in this room. What? Yeah, I got it. Oh, nice. Hello. Painting the kids' studio, blood red. She went, oh God. No, it looks nice. It looks nice for, you know, for more of the house of Manson. For the house of Manson. The house of Manson. Is this blood? <laughs> Is this blood? No, what happened? Look at this, my. No. Is this blood? It's blood. This is type on. Just incredible. You know, that was the best. The best kept, yeah. And there's all this, there's all the the ziggly side ziggle zigzags. We said, you know, we're going for like electricity. Give us something like electric. And little by little, the whole room started coming together. And man, did it! Did it, it, it? It was awesome. It really was. By the time we left there, that's my first time sitting in that chair, oh, with my YMCA shirt on. Oh yes, showing off my tan legs. There you have it. There you have it. There was so much, man. There was so much. And I have more for you in the second half, too. Now, um, I don't know. I've been getting people telling me that that the, the pilled uh, stream is really wonky. That happened to me once before, the night that we had Jeremy Reese on the show. And uh, I ended up regretting. Yes. Okay. Over right now, I see Foxhole QFTV. It's some weird kind of sending data error. Error. I'm seeing it. So there's some kind of bad. Uh... Okay. All right. I've seen more people say, yeah, quite frankly, TV, we're having a problem. All right. So then I'm not jumping off. I'm going to take a break. I'll still take the intermission. When we come back, I'm going to just do some more stuff with you. And then I'm just going to open up the lines and see what you guys think and uh, see if there's any questions you ever had and. We could just talk about following your dreams. Because again, all of this was being done with what? I was a personal trainer. We didn't really have that many prospects. Nobody was listening to our music that much anymore. We, we just wanted a place to feel legit so that we can have a staging ground for hopefully what was going to be a championship run. I'll put it to you this way. And I'll, I'll leave it off on this before we go to, uh, to intermission. The Anthony... We moved in there in, I think our first show was July 16th, 2009. We started doing demos sometime around April, May, around that area, and sheetrocking and all that. I actually have a couple of pictures of videos that I can show you guys about that as well. But um, it was around that time, you know, we had a couple of years there where it, it, it was pretty dark where we just didn't have the disposable. And I, I think about the overhead that we had back then, and I just throw up with how easy it was. But it's nothing's easy if you don't have it. 
you know, we're trying everything. That's when we expanded it into a studio. We started saying, hey, listen, do you have a podcast? Do you want to have it produced? Come to the studio. We have engineers and we can we can do it for you. And we brought on a couple of partners and we we were we were finally paying the rent. But we knew it wasn't like a, a model that was going to take us into the future. So there was a lot of stress in the air and it was hampering a lot of creativity because we're always just like, God, this sucks. Well, in 2014, it was about March 13th, March 14th, 2014. Um, we got into a, a, me and Anthony got into a big fight. Big fight. It was about, you know, making a deposit. And I was asking, you know, where his, where his end of, of the, uh, the, the rent was or something like that. We got into a big argument and I called him a loser. I called him a loser. And, you know, you, you say a lot of things. You, you jab at each other, you scream, whatever. But there are some things that just feel uh, feel really wrong. You know, loser is a, that sucks. It really does. And I called him a loser. The next day, I called him a loser the night before 10 Second Songs went fucking viral. He was all over Reddit. Everything brought on a, like, you know, 100,000 subscribers in a week or something. The first 100,000 subscribers. I remember... I remember like um, maybe about two months later, we were sitting around. It was like a late night at the studio. It was me, Anthony, and Lauren. We had just come back from a show that was that was being played somewhere in Ossining or Terrytown. I forget where the hell it was. But Anthony was called on stage, you know, come, you know, play with a, you know, sing with a band and all that. And everybody, you know, people, it was, it was so big, you know, what happened with 10 Second Songs. Um, it was so big that he was re really recognizable everywhere. And still, when you, we go to music-related places, uh, conventions, concerts, I mean, I, I'm taking pictures of Anthony with people all day. I, I love it. And I remember a couple of, couple of, couple of months later, it was just me, Anthony, and Lauren, and it's like the night was just ending, but we were sitting at the studio and just kind of just cooling off for a second. And I said, Ant, I got to tell you, I, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy it was you. I really am happy that it was you because it felt like it was the bottom of the ninth inning. We were down by three with two outs, the bases loaded and a full count. And Anthony hit a home run to win the game or at least to breathe new life into the game. It was, I mean, that was huge. It was huge. And what was ten second songs? Because you can't you can't you can't rip that away from from what Zaralza was and what you know quite frankly was becoming. Because even at that point, Zaralza, I was already doing a couple of years of quite frankly. I started that in two thousand ten. I watched some of those episodes. Unwatchable. Don't ever ask Frank. Can we see some early quite frankly? Nope. I'll find some early, quite frankly, when like Matt is in there for his first appearances. When I, when I find Matt's first appearances and stuff, I'll get some shit and I'll show you some stuff that won't put him in jail. <laughs> okay. I'll show you some stuff that won't put him in jail, but don't even ask. Don't even ask about anything else. Unwatchable. And um, I, uh, but you know, the, the whole 10 second songs thing at, at that point, it was, you can't really separate it from the whole Zadalza thing. And then quite frankly, and, and man, at, at that point, it was really just a, a moment of, 
everything was just kind of launching out and busting apart and it, it felt great it felt great to 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 try that but to to, uh, to see that finally take off but again it's a it's a moment of the day before i was ready to just throw it all in i'm fucking partnered with with losers obviously you know it's it's me too you know but you just you you get so frustrated that you say things and um and i was so happy that it was him i really am and then there's also the fact that 10 second songs was if anybody's ever seen anything my brother's done you know he's got the, the million subscribe the millions of subscribers on youtube but he's also all over instagram and tiktok and he does this stuff at a very high level it's just it's always been really really incredible and that is that is 10 years that march 13th march 14th 2014 that's going to be 10 years in about a month you know and how was that all started you want to talk about throwing yourself throwing down on something that you really see no end to or really no big payoff with or maybe you see a payoff but you just don't know how big it actually can be i'll save that for the other side of the intermission uh you don't have to go anywhere tonight i hear that we're having a lot of problems over there on pilled and quite frankly.tv so i'm just going to keep it right here and we will be back in hold on let me get this um there we go we'll be back in just a few moments don't go anywhere it's intermission time folks time out to press the like button thank you welcome to intermission we'll, we'll be right back Quite frankly. 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 Quite frank
is some new new set to charge. In case you didn't know, a lot of things. I, I can't wait to, to really polish having a good time with this one, too. So, uh, just just to throw this out there, another little another little tidbit of information. But um, Anthony went viral, just putting out a video that was supposed to be an advertisement for his his business on Fiverr. He was also very he was like one of the more um, popular and successful um, accounts on Fiverr, where you can go you can go on Fiverr.com. I don't know if it's still up there. It probably is. You can go there and you can pay people very, very cheap rates, affordable rates, not not cheap work most of the time because, you know, people like Anthony were there um, to do anything. Graphic design. Anthony had a custom songs business. He had 10 second songs. So you can go and you can pay him uh, a, a small amount of money or whatever the hell it was, and he would make a, a 10 second song or something, a jingle for your business, a birthday song for somebody. He would just sing it. And he was doing it in all these types of uh, genres and all these different styles. So what he said was, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to uh, I'm going to produce a show, uh, produce a song, and I'm going to do it in a variation of styles, 20 different styles. And that's when he came up with doing uh, Katy Perry's Dark Horse in like 20 styles. And it was just to advertise his Fiverr. And all of a sudden, the advertisement just just popped off popped off everywhere and he just started doing that and then of course he's created so many different other um categories of content and things like that and it's really helped helped us get um get on the map musically so again there is a you never know moment you just don't know and you can't give up you just can't um so there's that uh, I got a bunch of other things I can show you. Uh, at some point tonight, I'm going to flash the um, the other thing. What the hell is it? The mouse video. When we had our first mouse. Oh, you got to see that. We had our first mouse. We had our first mouse. Two mice. And that turned into many, many more at the studio. And I'll do that in a little bit. But for now, let me get into your super chats. Then we're going to take your calls. 914-200-0269. 914-200-0269. Give me a buzz. I would love to hear from you. Anything you want to bring up, anything you want to ask, go ahead and do it. It's 914-200-0269. Over on the... Over on, quite frankly, superchat.com. Katie Sky says, This has been the best episode so far, Frank. Here's to many, many, many more years for you. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Katie. Oh, I've got so much more. I'm telling you. 18 years. Millions of stories. Millions. You know, good, bad, ugly, confusing. So many things. Here, here's, here's a story for you. You remember I told you about the the cat our catfish incident? We were catfished. That night, the final show in the bedroom is when things really started popping off with the catfish. We had a girl wake up from a coma in that final show from the bedroom. 
made a a glorious return to the show. You see, all of us are like stunned. Like I can't believe it. And we're like, we miss you. You know, we we you know we think about you all the time. We're so happy. It it, it turned out to be a magical night. That was the one that was lying about ever having cancer and anything like that. And we found out everything about her. And um, and we, we doxed her. She took the whole audience for a, a horrible, twisted roller coaster of a emotional troll for for two years. We, I, I mean, it, that was nuts. Maybe I'll show that to you at the end. I mean, there's so much. There's so many amazing things that happen too, not just the the scary weird shit. But Benny said all star lineup this week. Frank, thank you, Benny. I'm happy that you're out there hanging with us. I'm happy. And is it all-star lineup this week? Jay Britt says, congratulations on 18 years, Frank, and here's to another 18. Keep it up. I'm down with that. I'm down with another 18. I'm down with another 38. Let's do it. Do you guys have the, the legs for that? Can you keep up? Let's do it. I would love to. All right, over on nothing on Rumble. In fact, it's two scrolls of... How is it that there is nearly a thousand people on Rumble and it looks like there might be two and a half people in the chat? I don't understand that at all. It just doesn't make sense. You you just think that by by numbers alone, it's impossible to have that little going on there. But Jay Semo says, hilarious show. I need to rewatch tomorrow. Oh, there's so much. There's so much to share, and I can't wait to have like a, a show where I actually have Anthony on, and we can talk about this stuff a little bit more, but tonight just had to be what it was. Um, over on Pilled, let's see here. Robert Sarn sends over some shades. Winston Dave says, first mice followed by the first possum. Don't even go there. Although I guess you can say I did have the first possum. I guess you can say that that did happen already. Last last year with Winston, I guess that happened. You know, I I was on whenever I was doing all those shows, Dark to Light, taking it back. Any other guest appearance that I did from home, I was doing it from the basement setup that I had. And living right outside the basement door was that demon face rat f- bastard. Anyway, thank you, Sean Joe, Porpoiseful, Castle Drummer, Boys Blanc, C Blanche. And, uh, and hopefully we'll hear from many more. 914-200-0269. Call in with your comments. Call in with your thoughts. Call in with your questions. I'd love to hear all about it. And then we'll get into some more st- fun stuff. I just saw a couple of calls pop up and then away they went. So what do you have for me? you have anything to say, anything to add, go ahead. You're on the air, John. Hey, Frank, how you doing? I'm doing well. How you been? Uh, yeah, I've never made yours uh, dials a days or whatever, you, uh, however you call them. But what a cool story, man. Blood, your dad took his blood paint. That's funny. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, that place went down because well, it was obviously it was just the it was just a sheetrock and, and the, uh, the the tape and all that stuff. But once one or two layers one or two coats of that red paint went up. Man, that place got dark quick, but it it, it got cozy quick too. Was that the parachute factory, or that was before you're at where you're at now? That is the Brushworks factory. Oh, okay. That used to be a Brushworks factory back in the day, 
That's why it was so haunted. We I here, that's the other thing. I can I can get that. Oh, damn it. I can't. That's in the other drive up there. I was looking at our all of our 2009, our fall 2009 broadcast, like in October, when we brought in these ghost hunters from upstate New York that did a lot of work from this with Discovery Channel and all that stuff, because we knew that place was haunted. And it used to be a brushworks factory back like in child labor days so there we had all types of theories wow that's spooky oh yeah we had all types of theories that children had died there and stuff so i mean we did a lot Uh, we had such i'm gonna get those adventures somehow uh represented to you guys so that you can you can be a part of the the history a little bit more i'm gonna i'm gonna work on something john my history started with you uh uh when uh trump got elected pretty much uh I called in. I, I don't know if you're up to that timeline yet, but you said call in about anything. Yeah, yeah. And I remember calling in. The, uh, I watched you because I uh, was watching other shows, and they said, you got to go see Kawhi Frankly. Quite frankly, was, you know, showing up in the chats. When chats, before they could even slow down or something, they would go fast. You know, mm-hmm. I'd see the Quite Frankly. i see the George Webb. i see the X-22. Go here, go there, go there. And then Polly said one time watching one of her shows, she says, you got to check out Quite Frankly. Polly, amazing Polly there. Oh, yeah. She's amazing. Yeah, no question, right? <laughs> yeah, well, hey. In any event, I called you, and I doxed myself instantly because I'm an old guy and didn't even know I was on a Thursday night with, uh, 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 what's his name, Rob there. And I was so pissed off that they were uh, trying to impeach Trump after my mom had uh, recently passed and it was her last vote was for Trump. And then they immediately, you know, tried to impeach him. Well, I don't I, know if you remember that, but yeah, that we're probably I'm too far ahead of the timeline. No, when no, did no. When frankly start? No, it, it, I mean, because I remember in 2010. Uh, in 2010, but I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not looking. I'm losing to... you fast on volume. I don't know why. Well, I said I, I'm not going to be. I can't hear you on my phone. You can't hear me right now. Well, I don't know why. I just I can barely hear you. I guess. All right. Well, listen. Like, maybe it's just my fault. There you go. Get closer to the mic, man. <laughs> I love you, Frank. All I right. just wanted to say that was my first Frank experience, and that was way back in the teens, like 16, 15, 16 or something. I think I watched before the, my first call. Is what I was saying. But that was like, you know, I don't know. It's been like, I can't believe it was like way back in the teens. It's 24 already, right? Well, I, well I, yeah, I know. It, isn't it five. It's crazy. I can't even remember. It's crazy. It, it really is. You, you know, you got, you got a point there, John. Thank you for the call. Um, the fact that, the fact that people, I mean, a lot of people started finding shows like mine around the time that Trump started getting very popular and things started getting little weird out there you know the fourth wall there's a lot of things were just breaking paradigms were breaking it that's just what it was i just got this um so if you are of that wave of people that came on around 15 16 17 isn't it crazy i mean 2015 was 10 years ago that that's nuts man i remember being it was like 2015 or early 2016, but it feels like 15 that we were at the studio, the first studio, and Trump had done a show with Alex Jones. I said, "You got to be kidding me! Are you serious?" I said, "Are we are we really crossing the Rubicon here? That we have a pretty significant candidate that is going on Infowars and not caring about it?" And I th- thought that was really interesting. He's going on Michael Savage, doing all stuff like that. And then um, 
And then, of course, it, it, it went full on Rubicon when Hillary Clinton uh, mentioned Alex Jones by name, finally. I said, oh, she spoke his name. This is nuts. Oh, my God. They're actually trying to use Pepe the Frog. They're actually jumping into the meme sphere and trying to steer this energy. What the hell are they doing? I, I, that, was so, that was a huge. 16 and 17 were magic. 16 and 17 were magic years. They really were. And, and, that, and that's, just, that's just for, like, I think, general level right there. Obviously, personally, I was getting engaged, getting married, having a good time, you know, at the the new studio, just there's like a freshness in the air and all that stuff. But other than that, there was some magic brewing. Rosie in the Gilded chat room just sent me something, said, uh, sent a screenshot from Rumble, said, unable to comment. Something went wrong. Please try again later. Said, Frank, this is probably why less people are in the Rumble chat. I can't comment in the live chat. Are you on Rumble right now and unable to comment live? I would really like to know about that. I just figured that if this was happening to more people, I would hear about it for, for more than just this one time. I've never seen this before. And with the numbers that Rumble pulls in, I think that somebody would say something by this point. Anyway, there's a whole lot of weirdness going on. Whole lot of weirdness. All right, let's take a call. Here's a guy that was there for a, a lot of it. What's going on, King? Come on, do it with me. You get knocked out by, by the rays. <laughs> we did it. That was. You uh, remember that oh, night? Yeah. Absolutely. That that was the. Uh, did you hear the uh, your call? I yeah, yeah. I've been watching the whole time. Yeah, I heard it. Yeah, that, that was the last bedroom show. Dude, and we I, was watching the um, Red Sox getting knocked out by the Devil Rays after they thought they were so great for getting lucky against us. Yeah, you're lucky. I wish it was luck. But, yeah, uh, I wish so, too. I, I say that to make myself feel better. <laughs> Dude. But, man, it's nuts, isn't <laughs> it? Nuts. The time. It, it's funny that you say a lot of the content from the old days would probably not be for the consumption of your audience today. Let's not forget the lines I used to cross on your airway. Uh, I know. King had his own now, show. Oh, I man. had my, I'll, don't worry. I'm not going to get you in trouble, <laughs> and I'll be as vague as possible. I'll let people fill in the blanks. But I used to do a show for Frankie. And then on the weekends, every once in a while, I'd do an overnight show. Like late night, after hours type thing. So one of my exes that I have kids with is a colored boy. And we were going through a nasty breakup. We were going to court and custody battles and all that. And all while this was going on, I was still slipping on the old brajol. So one night, she comes over while I'm broadcasting for Frankie, and um, she dresses up in a certain military uniform. And I'm like, wow, you look hot in that. So after we were done uh, broadcasting, I banged her in that military uniform. And we recorded it. And the next day on Frankie's show, we played the audio on the air. She played. He played the audio over the phone on the air, and uh, it, it, it was it. 
I don't even under- see the thing that we didn't understand is that we knew at the time you were going through this this divorce, but you guys were still you know going at it like Bang. rabbit. I I just didn't even I didn't get it. I know I'm sick. I know in costumes in costumes no less. It's it, no less. I so anyway yeah there's there's a lot there's a lot of stuff going on there. There's a lot people uh, probably don't want to know. <laughs> no. No, that's why I say. Like I said, I'll let them fill in the blanks. Well, thanks for the call, King. Yes, sir. All right, there you go. Really is uh, one of the last of the old guard there. All right. Oh, there's been there's been plenty. There's been plenty. Nine one four two hundred oh two six nine. We're not going to do the full two hours tonight. Just wanted to see. Do you feel like you're getting burnt out? Do you have your own story of sticking with something and uh, and just seeing it through and being surprised that something came through the day after you were certain that it was all over? I want to know about it. You know, I'm just throwing it out there, thinking about the last however many 18 years, and uh, it, it feels feels good to look back. Wish I had the guys um, around to, to do something like this with them, but you know, one day I'll I'll get them to sit in the seats again, and and that would be great. Um, it'd be a dream come true, to be honest, just to be able to get together for a half hour and sing that damn song, sing Blue Shadows again. Hello, Jules, what's up? Oh, the guys. Yeah, gotta turn you off again. There yep. you go, Frank. Yes. How did how did you uh, decide on quite frankly for the name? Ah, it's just pretty simple. It's just a play off my name, and it, it, it's just okay. a, it's just a play off my name, and I figured that. Um, if I, if I speak as bluntly as I normally do and don't beat around the bush and, and keep the, the, the topic and the subject matter, uh, varied, then I could, uh, I could really attack anything from any kind of conversational angle and, and it would work. Only thing is that you know, I understand it is not the, it is not the most, um, you know, other people have tried it. And if you, I don't know if you've been on the internet lately, but if you type in quite frankly, there's a, there's a couple of other ones. Like everybody starts a new quite frankly podcast. It seems like every year somebody attempts to do it. They do five episodes and they quit. So now there's 10,000 quite frankly. It's just, it's nuts. But uh, yeah, this one has worked for me. And I think at the end, uh, the, 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 the results are going to speak for itself. Absolutely, absolutely. Just wondered how you came up with that. Love your dad. Oh my God, I love your dad. <laughs> well, I'm happy you had so a good time. Sweet. He's just so sweet. And darn on, uh, quite frankly, dot TV. The the buffering was just horrendous, so I ended up going over to YouTube. But um, this has been a fun show. I'm a glad. Fun show. I'm glad you liked it. In fact, I'm going to cut that that stream all together. If it's uh, if it's really that bad, there's no reason to to draw away any kind of bandwidth, but thank you, Jewel, so much. And that's unfortunate. See what happens. Anywho, anyway, Sunday, it's a Monday night. Call in. I just want to hear from people. What do you think? What do you think? What do you say? What do you ask? Be great to have you guys along for the ride. I'm just trying to see them. I'm paying attention to rumble a little bit. And I don't, uh, I don't see, I don't know. If people are being barred from from chatting, it's only certain people, which is why I don't understand. I don't understand what, what, I don't understand what could be what could be happening there. 
But um, you guys let me know. The lines will be open. All right. The Sentinel says, great show tonight. Anniversaries matter. We look forward to many more. The Sentinel also says, speaking of Rumble, when I watch content on there, I'm using my TV and not using the chat. In fact, I only chat with your show. Great show tonight. Uh, let's take another call over here. Is this Swickly? Hey, what's up, Frank? How what's, are you doing what's going on, dude? Good to have you back on. What's on your mind? Oh, I was just thinking about burnout. I'm uh, very familiar with that. What do you do? Uh, I'm an effects artist, real-time effects artist. Uh, actually, I work on Call of Duty. Um, you so so you you so your hand your handiwork you contribute to the overall end product that are the the um the the Call of Duty releases. Yeah, I'm actually working on the next Black Ops right now. Wow. So okay, and now are are you on every last one, or are do you do they stagger all of their their effects teams? So like you're working on one, and then the uh, there's another team that's starting to work on the one that's coming on out after yours. What what is that like? Yeah, so there's, uh, let's see, I think we have, uh, there's three main studios. Uh, I'm at one of them. And then we have, you know, a bunch of support studios as well. Um, so we're always, always working on the, the current project. Um, but, and what do you, okay, yeah, burnout is, well, wait, before you get into burnout, because now I'm just generally interested in your job, what can you say, like, what, with the, the programming aspect of, of Call of Duty? I mean, this is such a major, video game generationally now uh what can you say is identifiably yours in this in in the way that okay i worked on a very specific thing or i contributed an idea that led to a very is there anything in these games that you can say oh uh pay attention to this there is a that has that's my stamp that's me i did that yeah i'd say the last thing that's that's actually out there would be in vanguard uh, year before last, uh, so I'm, I was kind of in charge of destruction for a few levels. So uh, I'm just trying to think of a particular thing. Um, Have you, like there was a part when the side of a building got completely destroyed, uh, and I did all of that. So as far as like you, the crumbling of brick, things like that, you're the one that renders that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's very similar to special effects in movies, right? Um, but it's all done in real time. You know, it's all the physics and everything is is all done uh, with real time solving and that kind of stuff. But, um, and how many but yeah, game, how many games have you contributed uh, to so far? Like how how long have you been on the team? So I've been at Activision for three years now, and I've worked on let's see one two three four titles I guess in the last three years because uh, there's Warzone as well, which is like a, a constant thing, like every. Every few months, come out the, the new version. So, and this is this is something that I have to imagine you enjoy doing. You're a part of a very very big franchise, but at the same time, this is the main source of your burnout. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's that's relentless. You know, it's it's never ending. I, mean, I think it was a couple, a couple of weeks ago after there was the big layoffs. I don't know if you heard about that with uh, Microsoft. Ah. But, uh, Microsoft Game Studios laid off like 8%. And then immediately after that, uh, they gave us this ridiculous milestone or deadline the following week. Um, and so everybody's just, you know, working their ass off to kind of prove their worth, I guess. Um, which I think it's, you know, it's almost seems intentional, you know, um, just to kind of get extra work out of people. But Well, listen, uh, shoulder it. You'll do it. 
I can't wait to hear you. Here's what you do from, from here on in. You got to let me know. Uh, take note of anything cool that you, you know, you bury in the, in the scene, like an Easter egg or anything. If you're able to do anything like that, if you have any liberties, you have to let me know so I can say, hey, I know the guy that put that in there. Or if you get to put some graffiti, <laughs> if you get to put some graffiti on a, on a brick wall before it blows up, let me know about it. I want to know about those inside it, those uh, behind the scenes moments. Well, yeah, I actually got, I got an older one for you. That's pretty, pretty funny. Okay. Um, so my face is actually on dollar bills in uh, infamous first light. It's a PlayStation game. Okay. Um, it's one of the, one of the sequels or it's the, the sequel to infamous second son, which was a, a PS4 launch title. Um, but yeah, I put my, put my picture of my face on the dollar bills that get blown out of the cash machines and out the side of the building and stuff. So that was pretty fun. Well, at least you can get your face on a dollar bill somewhere. Thank you for the call, Swickly, and I, and I and I hope that uh, I hope that you find um, some relief in accomplishment. Uh, absolutely, I'm so grateful for it, man. Like I love it, and you know. Well, and good. Th- thank you to. I want to say thank you as well because uh, watch your show pretty much every day, and I, I love what you do, man. And just the last that, that you bring, it's just it's priceless, priceless, dude. Well, I'm happy. I'm I really am happy, and uh, and let me know when you get through this this latest this latest uh slog over here i know how that those deadlines can be although not in your particular industry but thanks for the call bro yeah for sure take it easy there you go and you know what another uh, congratulations is in order to timothy gordon uh, today i called in very very briefly maybe about two to three minutes i called into his fifty thousand subscriber show he just hit fifty thousand subscribers on his youtube and he asked if i would call in just to say, you know, hello in a, in a brief memory. And I said, I, I, I have the, just the thing. So I called in and I, I read an email, one of many emails I received from an, an audience member about how a, an episode that Tim did with me changed their life forever. Actually got the, it was the, it was actually the Thomas Aquinas episode where we did the, the the proofs of the existence of God. I had the infographic out there, and we went through the logical progressions. And that that show, I know, got at least one person to believe in God who was an atheist before that show. And uh, I shared that with Tim as a congratulations. And these are the little things, you know, that counts as some of the stories along the way. That's all tied to Zaralza. That's why I got my ZNY over here. That's just that's just in my blood at this point. Now here's somebody I haven't heard in years. It feels like chirping cricket. Is that you? Holy mackerel! Can you hear me? I can. Where the hell have you been? Oh, I've been out. I've been around. Wow. But I I have to. Yeah, this, this makes me laugh listening to this all because I I don't know if you remember the first time I called. It was back it, when you were just saying the teens were seventeen and eighteen were so much fun. But the first time I called you, I was <laughs> sitting on a vi- I had a vibrator on my back because I had a something going on with my back. And whenever I leaned forward to call you, the vibrator fell off, uh, fell out, and was going across the floor. So when you picked up the phone, <laughs> I was laughing. I know, and I heard. I remember hearing the buzzing. Now that you now that you you bring it up, <laughs> and we're like, okay, what the, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, it's been it's been a while. I I tune in when I can, but I'm uh, mostly off the grid, so that's why, and it's good. It's good. You feel you I, feeling I'm in the country in the mountains? How you feeling physically? I know you're having a lot of issues. 
Good. Yep. Good. I had uh, I had a sister move down my back and fully recovered and working and playing hard and it's it's been a good life. Well, I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. I'm happy and I'm happy you still you still rope me in every once in a while. Uh, it's okay to be yeah. off the grid, but if I'm the if I'm one of the only hooks that can keeps you connected to the outside world, <laughs> I will be that thing. If I can get through, if I can ever get the, you know, get internet, I, I, I tune in when I can. So I, I listen to Zozo dude sometimes on a Saturday, I'll go in town and hang out and listen to him. And, you know, he does that rock and roll show in the afternoon. I love that. So anyway, your stories about the, uh, the old studio and so intriguing and listen to your mom yelled at, at Anthony and him being in the closet freaking hysterical there's so I love oh, that oh, you know, okay do you, do, uh, you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna play a couple other things that are gonna make you laugh okay all right peace out have a good night it's great to hear from you cricket okay let me do this now now cricket i'm thinking okay let me see funny classic funny songs mailman song what the hell's the mailman song oh please god let this don't be let this don't be bad Wow, what a beautiful day. Hey, Mike. Hey, Anthony. Hey, do you want to go for a walk with me? Sure, Anthony. We're walking down the street right now, and it is so sunny out. There is no clouds in the sky today. Hey, Mr. Mailman, how are you? Hey, kids, how are you doing? Not so bad, but you know. Okay, they, they just stole the mail from the mail ma- mailman. Stop me from killing you right now because the bell is Look at the birds! Look at the wings! <laughs> Look at the birds! Look at the wings! I mean, here's the thing. Theatrically, it's perfect. They, they, it makes no sense lyrically. But like for, for, for Mike to, to ham it up at that point, Look at the birds! Look at the wings! Like th- that point was a, that was good. It means absolutely nothing. <laughs> Hold on, let's get there. It's like they they shift the song. They do things to the song that makes sense. And I'm just I'm imagining them skipping down the street with a mailman's bag that they just stole, and it's a beautiful day. It's it I it feels like the day it, you, soft fluffy white clouds. Deep, deep blue. It's just the right, a little bit of a breeze. Like th- this, seemed like this seems like paradise. Like they're skipping through Pleasantville. Please don't stop me from killing you right now because the bell is. Look at the birds. Look at the wings. The wings, the ducks, the quacks. The Amelia Westervelt is walking down the street with the mighty. You heard that? He said the, the wings, the the wings, the ducks, the quacks. Then Anthony started thinking about the mighty ducks, and he said, "You see, Emilio Estevez walking down the street with the mighty ducks. Look, look how how they're just playing off each other. It's ridiculous." The wings, the ducks, the quacks. The Emilio Estevez is walking down the street with the mighty 
down the street with the mighty ducks. Hey, Emilio! Hey, one in the towel, eh? One in the towel? Merry Christmas! What? There he goes with Adam Banks and Charlie the Captain And don't forget Hans the Man who always was the German Oh, I, I didn't even expect to play that one. But there's one here where Mike and Anthony. Where the hell is it? This is where you, know, you want to talk about my mother wondering what the hell's going on upstairs. Where the hell is it? The mailman song. Mikey B from PC. Don't know. The afterlife. You don't want to hear that one. Charlie Farley feels so good you don't want to hear that one yet either i'm gonna play i'll play that one when matt's around oh the dawn song okay so now at the end here i was i don't know where the hell i was maybe i was coaching i don't know what the hell i was doing i wasn't there anthony and mike were in my room and they're playing this guitar and they're making up a song and Anthony's getting Mike riled up. Apparently, I, f I forget what the hell happened, but there was this confrontation with this group of girls from like five towns over, and they were very rude to Mike, and he didn't like them at all. And the, like, there's this girl, Adrian, that he really hated. Uh, somebody had said something very demeaning about Mike's girlfriend at the time, and Anthony just keeps bringing it up. And he gets it riled up, and then at the end, he just it, this this song devolves into them just screaming, "Don't fuck with me! <laughs> Don't fuck with me!" Hold on, it's so weird. And then it, and they're just screaming this again. My mother's downstairs. This isn't the show, but they're making things that could could be contributed to the show, or contribute to the show. And my mother's downstairs. She comes upstairs. You can see you can hear her, like saying, "What the hell's going on?" But where where is this where is this part? It, I'm telling you, it's a little abrasive. Anthony said, "What about that fat blonde chick who said?" And Mike was already so triggered because this bothered him so much. He said, "I already know her name. Her name was Adrienne." And then he calls her Abraham. By accident. <laughs> I already said her name. Her name was Adrienne. Her name was Adrienne. Her name was Adrienne. Her name was Abraham. Her name was Abraham. <laughs> so now this is the big one. This is the big finish. All right. This is the big finish here. She was very disrespectful. She was very disrespectful to your girlfriend. I know she was into me. Thank you very much. That's why you're making her and I fucking hate her and I let it go. I let it go. I let it go. Don't fuck with me. Don't fuck with me. Don't fuck with me. Don't fuck with me. Don't. My mother. So you guys are really assholes. And she could have probably heard him up the street. And the fact at the end where he like he's they're they're getting their <laughs> they're ranting about girls. 
being disrespectful. He's like, don't fuck with me. And the, the sound of this sounds like the fact that it sounds like he's crying. It, it, it just sounds so incredibly weak and hilarious. I love that end. I love that end. Ah! Don't fuck with me. Don't fuck with me. Don't fuck with me. Don't fuck with me. It sounds like he's pleading with her. Please don't fuck with me. Oh, man. You know, these are the things that make living worth living. Oh. Saved forever. Unless, of course, there's an EMP. Then there's that. But I'll I'll, I'll rerun some of those things with Matt the other end of the uh, week. And actually, what I'll do is I'll save the, I'll save the mouse video for Matt as well. Because Matt was a big part of our pest control toward the tail end of our time at the first studio. Oh, man, we had a real horrible problem at the end. We had a real, real bad problem. And I think the only thing that really kept things in order for us was Pyretta. Uh, because there was no reason why our space, like the studio space, should have been free of mice the way that it was. When one door over in our storage closet was a war zone i really think it was just about pyretta because she stood there like a sentinel in the bathroom staring at the bottom of this uh staring at the bottom of the of the door that connected our space into our storage space had to be pyretta anyway anyway that's what we have and uh that's all i wanted to do tonight just wanted to look over the years and um, and and just have a silly little remembrance. Doug six two five says, "Congrats on eighteen years, Frank." And the new mugs look awesome. I'm glad. I'm glad. Now they're thirty two dollars, and that was the cheapest we can make them. A to just to because of the quality, the handcraft. So we we're already the overhead was already there. But this was the cheapest we can make them, so that. Um, that we're able to still offer free shipping and things like that. And again, it's not like it's not like the bag of coffee. I mean, this is something that you're going to buy once and unless you smash it against the wall in anger uh for one reason or another, it's going to last you for a lifetime or two. So, I hope you guys and gals go and get that and feel good about a really wonderful piece of uh, craftsmanship. All right. So, with that Ladies and gents, I'm going to end the show a little bit early. We had some technical difficulties on the quite frankly.tv pilled end of things, but uh, this is really all there is. Tomorrow, we're going to have a nice call on topic, and we'll do some news in the short show that that is going to be. But for those of you who are going to be joining me for the last session, Book Club, Lucifer's Hammer, Session 7, the finale, that starts at 9 o'clock. So please, ladies and gents, get yourself nice and relaxed and ready for that. I will see you tomorrow night. Thank you for the time. It always uh, it always feels good to be able to look back and and have fun with these these memories and get a lot of you guys and gals caught up to speed. Caught up to speed. That's that. A lot of skin in the game here. And by the way, become a sponsor of the show. I would love to have you on as a sponsor of the show. We're getting closer and closer. We're inching along there on Subscribestar to our big goal. Um, we're about, you know, 30-something 30 30 something spots away, you know, percentage points away. But uh, 
become a book club member for Easter. Do it, and I will see you guys soon. Thank you again for everything. I'll catch you on the flip side. Quite frankly, is filmed before a live studio audience, and now our super chatters, starting with Katie Sky, Benny Farina, and Jay Britz. Thank you to our wonderful Skype. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, our Rumble Ranter, Jay Semo, and to all of our gold pillars, you guys and gals. I'm releasing the scratching right now, so you just sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. That's all you got to do. Nothing else to say there. All right, good night, guys. See ya.